0: Now, the whole home show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Lori Zorn, Insurance Manager for Island Savings, and Denise Webster, Mortgage Broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance and mortgages, Denise and Lori are great people to chat with. You can find them by finding us on the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. There, you'll find their contact information, or you can always find me online or on social media. If you're looking for an expert realtor uh, to give you a second opinion on a purchase or a sale of a home, you can always call me. I am a 26-year, hold on, actually 27 years, just had an anniversary, 27-year local veteran and top agent with REMAX Camosin, Victoria's most productive real estate brokerage. I started young. right? The guys are in the studio here. They're looking at me. I started when I was six. All right. I've been at this for for a long time now. Uh, A few weeks ago, I received a call from Mike who was asking about reverse mortgages. It was a reminder to me that several listeners have asked about the CHIP program, the Canadian Home Income Program, and other ways to leverage the equity out of their homes. So today we have on the show a couple of experts to discuss funding options. One is our show partner and a regular guest, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Services Mortgage, Modern Mortgage Group and Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank. Uh, just a reminder that we're here for you, the listener. If you'd like a topic discussed, like today, we're talking about CHIP after all, give me a call or send me a message and we'll be happy to cover it for you and all our other listeners. Call us on our hotline, which is 250-414-6540, or find us online, again, www.cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Since we are today uh, talking, the topic today is a result of a listener, of Mike calling in. Instead of our usual listener question We have with us another special guest, Liza Rogers. She's here to talk uh, about the upcoming Real Estate Investment Expo. Liza, thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for having me, Tony. It's really nice to see you again, and congratulations on 27 years. Uh, (laughs) I actually thought you were five when you started. Uh, Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, math, math.
0: (laughs) Looking great for 32. Looking great. Thank you, thank you. Uh, You were here a a few shows back Mm -hmm. talking about the Expo, but it is coming up soon. It's on March the 3rd. Uh, What do people need to know about the expo?
1: So people need to know that they need to come and spend the whole day at the expo. We have tiny homes coming. We have... Uh, there's so many great speakers coming, it's hard to even list it in a couple of minutes. And I was saying,
0: Tiny Homes was another guest that we had a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. ago. Uh, For the listeners who caught that show, uh, these are, um, well, what the name implies, Tiny Homes. And you're going to have a couple of them sitting out in the concourse, right?
1: Yes, Rewild is uh, building homes nationwide and uh, actually even shipping them to Hawaii. And so they are going to have two tiny homes for people to visit right on the concourse. And we'll try to get some images of those Uh, probably on the Friday. Uh, We have guest speakers all day. We have mortgage talks. We have real estate conversation. We have joint venture opportunities, which you and I talked about how so many people in Victoria are feeling like they're not going to be able to get into the market. First time home buyers are starting to buy with friends uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, buy, buy with a friend or buy with a family member and just structure it properly and get a good joint venture property. There's still loads of opportunity in Victoria and we've also got people coming out from Edmonton to talk about how the Alberta market is booming again and so we've got something for everybody first time home buyers savvy investors we have people who are going to be talking about reits and equity and oh my goodness so many things to to cover so it's b- very basically exciting
0: basically it's a, a- smorgasbord of real estate related uh, items. Now this is the second expo because you had the first one last year. Uh, For our listeners I had the privilege of being there and I got to say it was a great day. You did a great event.
1: Thank you so much. And I'm thinking
0: this time uh, you you've improved on it so um, there's going to be a lot more there.
1: We've added more so we have uh, a whole lecture series where people will be able to bring notebooks and actually sit down and get into a deeper sessions of conversation and deeper level of knowledge and we've actually due to uh, high demand We've added a Sunday session, so we're going to be doing a deeper dive workshop day with experts that are going to talk about commercial mortgages, syndicated mortgages, buying your first apartment building, tax structure, corporate structure, uh, staying away from the uh, the eyes of the tax man, uh, and all kinds of things. Absolutely, are- of course. Absolutely. Yes. So everything you need to know from buying your first home to buying your first apartment to. Uh, Accessing equity so that you can set up your retirement, just all all of that and everything in between.
0: Okay, so the show uh, is a must-see for people who don't own but are thinking of owning.
1: Oh, absolutely. People who
0: own but are thinking of buying investment properties. Absolutely. Uh, people who are thinking about putting together, a, a, you know, maybe a group, uh, mm-hmm. a group of investors.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Who else might want to be there?
1: Well, uh, we do have the Greater Victoria Housing Society there, and so people who are interested in affordable and sustainable homes. And people who can't afford to go and buy a property, come and find out about what the Greater Victoria Housing Society is doing and, and see about either supporting them or perhaps you qualify for a rental in one of their great buildings. We don't want to feel that everybody needs to own a home and we certainly don't want to encourage that we want to get people out of their comfort zone in terms of what you can actually afford. But we want to educate people that in it, sometimes it's actually a better option to just rent. So stay as a renter, look at the opportunities, and perhaps even uh, save some money to invest in a market that doesn't cost quite as much as Victoria. Uh, and fifty percent of the proceeds from the general admission ticket sales do go to the Greater Victoria Housing Society, and we're really proud of the work they're doing in the city, and we're thrilled to have them on board. Yeah, as our you charitable you supported
0: uh, last year. Yeah, uh, as same. Well. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah,
0: good, good for you. Good for yep. you. And actually, you just you just mentioned something that uh, I think has come up elsewhere. Like mm-hmm. there, there are people in town who acknowledge the fact that Victoria is expensive yes. and they may not be able to own their home, home here, correct? but they own investment properties elsewhere.
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So
0: looking at places like Saskatchewan, you know, yep. you get a better uh, cap rate.
1: Absolutely, Houses are
0: cheaper. The rents are uh, maybe a little bit less, but mm-hmm. relative to, to what you pay.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, so it is a viable option. And we've said so on this show before too, that um, renting is, is a perfectly viable way of Living, like owning is nice, mm-hmm. but renting, if you look at places like Paris or London, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is o- almost all rental. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And and you're exactly right. And, and looking at places like Regina and Winnipeg as great investment options. And even looking in the U.S., I have a group of women who are getting together and we're actually looking at buying a mobile home park in the United States. So there are so many opportunities out there. And I think it's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know. So come Get the information. And then get knowing. Yeah, start hanging out with people who are doing these kinds of things. And and one of the things that I always like to say is, I don't have a real estate background. I came at this from someone who was trying to get into the market. I travel a lot. I work on contract. The banks kind of laugh at me when I come in for a loan. So I had to be really creative, and I had to learn a lot about real estate, and I had to surround myself with people who were passionate about this and who could teach me and educate me and help me. And so that has all grown from that. And you know what? This is another thing mm-hmm. about coming
0: to the expo is the networking because oh, there's, yeah, people are just talking to other people, learning Absolutely. about what they're doing uh, for for real estate. So the expo mm-hmm. is happening Saturday, March the 3rd. Where is it at?
1: Crystal Garden.
0: Great. From 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock. So it's an all day, although you said that there's another um, event on Sunday on as well. On Sunday, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I happen to have here a couple of tickets. Now, the uh, tickets are $35, right?
1: Tickets are $35 Great. in advance, $40 at the
0: door. $40 at the door. So listen, uh, our listeners at CFAX here, uh, I'm holding two tickets. Uh, What I like to do is uh, the first caller that calls in to our hotline will get these two tickets. Uh, My number is 250-414-6540, 250-414-6540. Call in and claim these two tickets that I have here. Uh, It is a great event. I I really, I have supported your event. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. It is not selly it's information it's education
1: education information and empowerment
0: that is great
1: Yep, that's uh, what we like
0: liza thanks again for coming uh you know again there's just so much to know about real estate for many people it's a question of where to begin Right? And uh, this is a great way to do it because I know you've got a great lineup of uh, speakers. I remember the lineup last year as well, too. Great event. Thank Uh, you. Great location. Great venue. Crystal Gardens. Uh, Hey, we're in Victoria. This is where everyone wants to be, right?
1: Absolutely. And uh, yeah, great speakers. Great event. And thank you for your support, Tony. It's great to uh, to have such a wonderful testimonial from someone who knows these things and has been (laughs) in real estate since he was five. I've
0: been to a few conferences for sure, and you put together. a good one. So Thank thanks so for much. coming, Liza. Again, our listeners, first one to call in gets two tickets to the Real Estate Investment Expo March the 3rd at Crystal Gardens, 250-414-6540. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking all about reverse mortgages. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today we're talking about reverse mortgages. Since properties have escalated in value over the past few years, seniors are finding themselves in a position where they have a lot of equity in their home. But one of the questions is, how do they unlock the equity that's there? We have in our studio right now uh, our guest, a couple of guests, but our first guest is no stranger to the show. She is one of our show sponsors, uh, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group. You don't really need an introduction. Everyone knows who you are, Denise.
2: Thanks, Tony. It's always good to be back.
0: Yes. Um, So as I said, property values have gone up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And seniors are often in a position where they have very limited incomes. And things start increasing expense-wise. You know, the biggest thing we think about is property taxes every year. Correct. Um, so on a fixed income and as uh, things start increasing cost-wise, uh, the, all of a sudden uh, an individual can find they have left, less left over on a monthly basis than they had hoped for.
2: Yes. Yeah. very much so.
0: So uh, as a mortgage broker, what types of questions do you get, or what are people requesting as far as trying to unlock the equity out of their homes?
2: Um, well, the the toughest one is that they recognize how much equity they have and and feel like it should mm-hmm. be a very simple transaction because they, they feel that their, their net worth or their... Uh, you know their asset is so so valuable to them. That they...
0: Actually, let's step back half a step. Let's let's use an example. Sure. Of somebody who bought their house in uh, 1970 for forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, it is currently worth two million dollars. Right. A
2: great example. Yeah.
0: So um, going back to what you were saying. And free and
2: clear. Free they, and clear. They, they don't have a mortgage on it.
0: Because it's been mortgage free. You know, maybe they made their payments for 25 years. It was paid off in 1990. Right. So for the last 20 whatever years, it's been free and clear. So the thought is it's easy for them to... That is what they out. assume. Yeah. They assume
2: that the, all the equity is there and that they should be able to disqualify for a traditional mortgage and and, and maybe just take a lump sum of money, uh, secure, uh, you know, a $200,000 li- uh, mortgage or line of credit against the home and uh, free up some cash, uh, maybe for an investment. Maybe it's just for, you know, their future cost of living because uh, the pensions just aren't quite cutting it. Um, but when we really get down to the straight qualifications um, of their income qualifying for that two hundred thousand dollars mortgage, we're finding that it's not debt servicing under the because traditional rules. Because of course rules. they
0: have um, they have limited resources. They have their a very their pension. fixed income. Yep. Yes,
2: a fixed income that we we can't really stretch that. It, it we have income versus debts, and that's going to qualify for that mortgage or line of credit. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very hard discussion to have because it doesn't make a lot of sense to them knowing that they've got all this equity and they think that you know in the good old days we used to have those net worth. Uh, mortgages that, you know, where's the risk to the lender? There's so much equity still in the house. Why can't they just lend us this money? Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to just simply debt servicing it, income versus the mortgage payment, uh, those numbers aren't lining up. So we're having a harder discussion and having to look at some alternatives. Um, Either that is finding those unique products of the net worth um, lending, but we're seeing surcharged rates on that. We're seeing a few um, stricter... um, I guess, you know, with paying for the appraisal, they they want to have um, more securities. Uh, I just find that explaining that next step of um, qualifying for the mortgage isn't making a lot of sense to them. Um,
0: and the numbers are quite different too, right? Because, you know, if they if they bought the house for $40,000 and they had a, whatever it was, a $300 payment for 25 years. Uh, now, of course, you know, if they're talking about taking out $300,000 worth of equity, it's a... $1200 nut uh every month like the the numbers are very different right
2: very different very different for them yeah um i think uh breaking it down and showing them um what also could could scare them is that actual monthly payment because they already found themselves on a fixed income and now we've maybe squeezed it in we figured out a way to do it but now they're really wondering how are we actually going to make that monthly payment this you know are we just taking this money out to make those payments yeah and and maybe that's not what they wanted that money for so
0: what are some things that people want to release their equity for
2: um, uh, most common one is usually to pay off some of that consumer debt. Oh. So they've got some high interest credit cards, high interest line of credit, yeah, pay off a car loan if they did do that. or uh, quite often, uh, what we're seeing now is, <laughs> Trying to pull some equity to help their children buy homes. Of course, right? We um, we see a lot more gifted payments uh, or gifted down payments from family members. So tapping into that free and clear home seems like a very simple thing for them to do. They just want to give their children some of the equity in their home, but now qualifying for that payment isn't working.
0: Well, and this is so. What you're what you're reinforcing here is the fact that the monthly payment has to be serviced. It does, and of course, uh, it's the the banks are you know. For them, it's a risk, right? They want to make sure that the person can afford the monthly payment. Uh, now, of course, we've got this other thing that's come in recently, which is the mortgage stress test, right? Yes. Uh, which we've talked about on the show before. So, uh, people need to qualify at two uh, percent over
2: um, over that five year fixed rate, or you know the or the Bank of Canada's benchmark rate, which is currently five point one four.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. It's a high rate. Oh, okay. But so, but, and that's not saying that they have to pay that high rate. They need to qualify at the yep, higher rate. That
2: mortgage payment has to be calculated at that higher rate and then qualified into their income.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, other things that I've seen are um, maybe they want to take the trip of a lifetime.
2: Yes. Right? The they bucket want, list.
0: Yes. <laughs> the bucket list thing. Yep. So, Um. and and people do this. I mean, we it, and it's not just... It's not just the seniors.
2: No. I mean, gosh, no. anyone
0: has the ability to access, uh, you know, you could, if you're thinking of doing a big renovation on your home.
2: And and you started out this conversation by realizing that the values of properties have gone up. So this is affecting a lot of people realizing they have more equity than they thought they would have at this stage in their life. The values went up significantly over the last two years. So we are seeing those refinances coming through of just trying to pull some of that equity.
0: Well, and this, is an, this is a very interesting conversation to have because it's not always like this. No. Like in my, remember, I started when I was five. Right. So when I started real estate, you know, in my 27 years, the market is not always like this where the values go up. I mean, there are literally like five year, eight year spans of time where values don't go up. So uh, they do a little bit. Sure. But not the but 20% not like that we had years. last year and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So so it really is an opportunity for people to pull uh, equity out to do the bucket list, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and now I'm just guessing as far as qualification, going through the process, just the same as, uh, going through an application with a, with a normal mortgage, yes, right?
2: Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, And like I said, there are some alternative products, but we are going to see what's not making sense is why am I not getting that rate that's advertised for these other traditional mortgages. When I'm looking at a unique product where it is just based on their net worth or their equity, you know, we're seeing the lenders, they know that these are niche products and they're able to surcharge them. They're able to just put a bit more restriction on them. Mm -hmm. And it's their risk assessment. It is how they're evaluating uh, how they're going to lend money when it doesn't income qualify.
0: Well, we're going to have a great conversation with Mark in a few moments here after our break about the uh, Canadian home um, uh, (laughs) income plan, home income plan, sorry, chip. Um, But what you can do, uh, Denise, of course, is you can help people who want to look at other products like a line of credit or getting, um, if they don't have a mortgage on their house, they can get get a new first, right?
2: Yeah, we're going to look at any kind of opportunity that would suit the borrower the best. If it is a line of credit or it's a traditional mortgage or it's a reverse mortgage, we really need to assess the whole application and see what's very best for the borrower.
0: Yeah. And the one that you did bring up is a huge one today. And that is uh, parents wanting to help their kids because Mm -hmm. affordability is a factor. And if people are wondering how uh, the younger set are going out there and buying properties today, many times it is a gift from parents. Yes. Uh, and it's kind of nice to do that while the parents are still around as opposed to Absolutely. after the fact. Absolutely.
2: To see your children um, benefit from their inheritance a little early and see them in a home that it is an it's a lovely gift for a parent to do.
0: Yeah, Denise, if people need to reach you, how can they how can they do that?
2: Uh, always directly on my cell at 250-889-4743 or an email at denise at DeniseWebster.com,
0: Denise, I, you know I give you callouts all the time, mm-hmm. but I will give you one right now because you're face to face with me here in the studio. You are amazing because I got to say, all the people that we have sent to you, it's all about advice and how some. And it's happened to us where we've sent you people, and it made better sense for them to maybe stay with their bank, mm-hmm. and you tell them that. Absolutely. And, and we appreciate that because, you know, not everybody conducts a business in the same way that you do. So uh, that's the reason why uh, we have you here as a show partner. It's the reason why uh, we do uh, uh, suggest you whenever people are looking for mortgage stuff. And um, the context of today's show is doesn't have to be first time buyer or somebody just looking to buy a home. If you're thinking of uh, releasing the equity in your property to gift to your kids. Uh, or to do that bucket list, Mm -hmm. then you can always give Denise a call. So don't go away, Denise, because you're going to stick around here. We're going to have Mark Phillips just after the break here to talk about reverse mortgages back in a moment. Thanks for returning to listen to us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Lori Zorn, Insurance Manager for Island Savings, and Denise Webster, who happens to be in the studio with us right now. She's a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group. We are having a discussion about taking equity out of your home for all of these properties that have exponentially increased in value over the course of the past few years, especially for seniors and how to release their equity. Right now we have with us, Mark Phillips. Mark is the business development manager with Home Equity Bank. Mark, thanks for coming.
3: Thanks for having me, Tony.
0: Of course, many people recognize the product uh, as CHIP, C-H-I-P, which is the Canadian Home Improvement Program, right?
3: Canadian Home Income Plan. Income
0: Plan. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, I got it now. Um, So, there's so much conversation around this because I know that many of our listeners have had the question about what is the CHIP program? How does it work? Is it for me? So we got to start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. We were talking a moment ago with Denise about why people need the equity. You know, it's to do stuff on their bucket list, to go for that dream cruise, to do a renovation or to give money to their kids to buy a home. Yeah,
3: sure. There, there's a lot of reasons that we that we see people looking for an equity release or you know reverse mortgage, as you can say. So take you back to the beginning of where we started and why people know us as Chip. We started out about 32 years ago, as, as and the name of the company was Chip or Canadian Home Income Plan. Fast forward to 2009, we actually became a Schedule One bank. So uh, just like the big five, you know your TDs, your BMOs, that sort of stuff, uh, we are actually a Schedule One bank and we're under the same regulation now as they are. Um, we work with all the banks as well as uh, brokers like Denise um, and work with their clients to do equity release. And um, honestly, one of the biggest reasons that we see clients coming to us is uh, to, to relieve the burden of debt payments. Mm-hmm. Um, we deal with seniors. Now, I have to be careful when I say this because we deal with people who are over 55. The majority of people that I see are realistically, they're over 65. They're of that retirement age where they're on a, a fixed income. Um, in a lot of cases, for some reason, whether it's been health issues or helping family with, with issues, um, they have debt. They have some mortgage debt. They've got credit card debt. They've got those car payments. And, on oh, and,
0: and illness, like there's there's the cost of...
3: That's a really big one. Yes. Uh, in-home care, yes. things like that. We, we see a lot of that. Um, so clients are really looking to, to relieve the burden of debt. And so they come to us or they, they come to a, a broker like Denise and they, they look to... Get their, their line of credit or, or mortgage um, extended or get some equity out.
0: Except that involves a monthly payment.
3: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So what we're looking at doing, our mortgage is essentially just the same as, as any other uh, first conventional mortgage like you would get from your bank. Uh, with two main differences. One, there's no income qualification. So the stress test doesn't apply to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is that there are no payments required. Ever. Ever. As long as, as long as you're living in the house, as long as the client lives in the house, we never require a payment. Simple as that.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, sounds, it sounds amazing.
3: Sure. And uh, what I hear quite often is it sounds too good to be true. What's the catch? So there, there are a few catches, and, and, and I'll be completely upfront about that. So uh, one of them is that we're a very, very conservative lender. Um, our loan to values uh, average somewhere around 30 32%. Um, the maximum that we'll ever go to is 55%.
0: Okay. Now I said earlier. No, for for the listeners, uh, banks, you know, you might look at a loan to value up to seventy five percent or eighty percent, right? Yeah. So that is very conservative. That's, That's right. Yeah. yeah. Maximum yeah. fifty five.
3: Maximum fifty five percent. Yeah. Now it's based on age. So I said earlier that we we lend to fifty five year olds and over. At fifty five, the clients and it depends what type of home they live in and where where it's located. But generally, we're looking at. Twenty percent or less of the value of their home, okay. uh, as determined by an appraisal. Yes. As they get older and older, we can lend them more because if they're not making payments on the mortgage, it's a
0: shorter, it's a shorter span.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're at the estimated time that they're going to stay in their homes is going to be a shorter time. Yeah. So when they're in their mid eighties, that's when we max out at about eighty uh, about fifty five percent loan to value.
0: Got it. Got it. So, in in many cases, I, I I'm sure, and I've seen it before as well too. Um, uh, again, I use that example of a nineteen seventy purchased home for whatever forty thousand dollars. It's now worth two million dollars or something. Um, property taxes have gone up. So you know uh, an example of a two million dollar house, the folks might be looking at a eight or nine thousand uh, dollar annual property tax, and that's hard it's hard to deal with on a fixed income. Right? absolutely. so absolutely. so there are people that have deferred their taxes right? And that's common as well. I'm sure you guys see that. Um, a question that someone might have is if they've already deferred their property taxes and they go with the chip, do their taxes still stay on the title or does it need to be paid off?
3: That's a good question. And, and it's actually been recently raised to me. And, and um, so to, to the best of my understanding, anytime there's a title change uh, in anywhere in British Columbia, uh, meaning a new registration of a new mortgage, any deferred property taxes have to be brought up to Um, uh, have to be paid out and brought up up to date. So as part of our program, we will actually pay the property tax deferral uh, balance out of proceeds that we give to the client. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in your case, uh, the the example you've given a $40,000 home, now we're $2 million. Perhaps there's a, you know, maybe a tax deferral of over $100,000 on there. Yeah. Well, well, again,
0: at $8,000 a year, it doesn't doesn't take take much, right? 10 years, whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: unfortunately, because these clients probably have a great amount of equity in their home, there's room to do that as well as take care of any of the other needs that they might have, whether it's gifting to children or doing bucket list items like you said or just getting rid of those monthly mortgage, line of credit, um, consumer debt.
0: Okay, payments. so so if a if a homeowner already has a first mortgage in their home, say a, s- a small first mortgage, sure. and they go um, and they talk to you at Home Equity Bank, and uh, they're looking at a um, uh, equity release equity release there, is it required for them to pay off their first, or can they keep that?
3: Yeah, we have to go in first position, so they would have to we'd be replacing their traditional mortgage or line of credit that has payments essentially with one that doesn't have payments. Yeah, that's really where the 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 key of the whole program comes into play is that we're getting rid of those, uh, rid of those monthly payment uh, or debt obligations.
0: We're here with Mark Phillips. He's the business development manager from Home Equity Bank, talking about the reverse about reverse mortgages and the, the CHIP program. Uh, it's still referred to as the CHIP program, right? It,
3: most people know it as the CHIP program. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, right. and if people need to find it, they, it's chip.ca, right? Or
3: That's one of the websites that we have, yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. So going, going back to... Um, Somebody having a first mortgage on their home, they want to have a reverse mortgage. Uh, They would go through the process with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, The first mortgage would have to be paid off, as you just mentioned. Of course, one of the byproducts of that is it would mean they don't have their payments anymore for that first mortgage.
3: Yeah, and so for a lot of seniors who uh, might be on a fixed income, uh, if you look at your your current maximum OAS and CPP in Canada right now, we're looking at about $1,800 a month. Um, if you're just living in Victoria, most people would probably agree that at $1,800 a month doesn't go very far. No. If you have to make debt payments on top of that, whether it's the, the monthly minimums on your credit cards or there's a, a mortgage payment, that's going to be really difficult to live. And realistically, that is a large, large amount of the, the clients that we see are in that situation. For whatever reason, they've, they've retired. They're on fixed income now. They don't want to have to go back to work in their seventies or eighties. Yeah, um, but it, it's hard to live when there's debt payments.
0: Well, and the and the other thing too that we haven't touched on yet is the whole aspect of aging in place. Mm-hmm. So for uh, the senior or for the person to be able to stay in their home because they they have this home they've got all this equity in it and if they if they can't release the equity sometimes they're not forced to but they're they're caused to sell that house in order to release the equity and then downsize into you know maybe a smaller home or a condo or a townhouse or something but usually there's the reluctance based on the fact that it's their community. It's the street they've lived on since 1970. They know the neighbors, they know, you know, they got backstories and that's where they want to be, right?
3: Yeah. Moving can be a pretty big stressor for a lot of seniors as well. And not to mention, it can be a pretty costly undertaking. Um, Yeah, of course. I mean, you you have a senior who's been in the same neighborhood for, for decades. They know their neighbors. They know, you know, they know that they can depend on help with, you know, if it's mowing lawns or taking out trash or or just if something goes wrong that the neighbors might actually notice that, that you know, the, the routines aren't the same. Yeah. Um, take it a step further and somebody maybe want uh, a few cases that I've had before, uh, clients with Alzheimer's. Yeah. And uh, long-term memory is still intact, but short-term memory is uh, is virtually nothing. Yeah. So they have those memories in their homes, and doctors will advise that if you can keep that client in their home.
0: Because if you move them, it, c- it can be nothing. worse. Yeah. Yeah. How, how true. Well, we've got to take a quick break here, but Mark, if people need to reach you, uh, how do they do that?
3: Well, they could uh, reach out to Denise if they wanted to. Okay. Um, or directly to me. Uh, my number here is two five zero eight one two eight six two
0: nine. Great. Give us to a, give that to us again. All right, Mark. Don't go anywhere because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have a conversation with both you and Denise about how people can release the equity in their homes. Back in just a moment. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today about reverse mortgages and how you can release the equity in your home. Our guests in our show are our show sponsor and regular guest, Denise Webster. Uh, From Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, and also Mark Phillips, the business development manager from Home Equity Bank. Thanks again, guys, for coming.
3: Thank you. Happy to be
0: here. Uh, Mark, so one of the things that we haven't touched on yet is the, um, the cost for somebody who's thinking about doing a reverse mortgage. Because Denise had mentioned before that going through regular banking, you know, a line of credit or a mortgage, you're looking at, um, you know, rates that people are accustomed to seeing nowadays. It's a little different with um, a, your, pro- your product, right?
3: It is a little different, and I, I think Denise alluded to it uh, earlier in the show. When, when you're not looking at the, the traditional, you know, what you say in the industry as your A borrowers, there's higher risk to the lender. Um, when we're not looking at a client's ability to service the debt out of their monthly income, um, then, then risk goes up. Simple as that. And and that's that part of what uh, the government has tried to do with these new stress tests is, is really bring that risk down. Um, so, and I said earlier, you know, there's it often sounds too good to be true. Well, uh, you know what? Our rates are a little bit higher. In the grand scheme of things, they're really not that much higher. They're a little bit higher than your uh, your your bank mortgage or line of credit payments that you have to make monthly payments on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sort of skipped over to the, the next level of, of lender, um, some of the ones that, uh, that Denise referenced earlier, uh, you'd be looking at sort of in the maybe 8%, 9%, 10% range sort of thing, uh, but still with payments. Yes, and we fall in the middle there. We're currently we're
0: between about
3: five and a half and six and a quarter percent or a rate. So, <laughs> in the grand, little, you know, yeah. other than
0: the way the rates have been for the past few years, I mean, that is not it's uh, right, right. Yes. historically it's still pretty low. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, and again, um, your payment of zero doesn't change
3: if the rates change, right? So, so really, that's the the main bonus here. It, rates not super big deal in these in these circumstances where. We're keeping the clients in their home, in the home that they want to stay in. Yeah. Um, and it, it just costs a, a, a little bit more. It's, it's s- not s- even that much higher than, than no. the current A rates. No.
0: So I'm, I'm just curious here. Um, do you often, uh, how often do applicants uh, pull out the absolute most they can? Is that is that common? That is very common. Okay. And it makes sense because then they don't need to go back another time or whatever, right?
3: To be totally honest with you, it, it's not necessarily because they want the money. It's it's in a lot of cases it's because they need the money. Okay. Um, we were talking off air before about uh, some numbers around average debts. Uh, and in, in British Columbia, the average sixty five year old has a mortgage debt of about one hundred and twenty five thousand, and an additional fifteen thousand dollars in in credit card debts or consumer debts. Um, and when you look at look at trying to service those debts, that becomes really difficult when you're on a fixed income. Um, and so depending on how old you are, depending on the qualification, the amount that we can give, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people actually do need to, to, Come pretty close to maxing out the amount. we
0: Well, give. yeah, pensions don't go up, right? That's they right. Have, they have a set right. pension, and You're... if they've been on it for twenty-five years, I mean, that's uh, some may be indexed, but yeah, that's right. It still, it never seems to keep up with cost of living, especially here in Victoria. Yeah. So the process would be very similar to getting a mortgage, as far as getting an appraisal mm-hmm. done and things like that, right?
3: Absolutely, and and typically, when a client is dealing with a mortgage broker, they'll go through the whole application process before deciding which lender to put, it, to, you know, uh, put the deal with. Because they want to get to know the client's situation and be able to give, as you said before, the best advice possible Mm -hmm. before actually just jumping to a conclusion that this is the right lender. Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Now with your program, because there's always the concern with a applicant or somebody who has a mortgage. um, what, What happens if I get foreclosed on? Can they get? Can they get foreclosed on?
3: Right. Actually, um, the, we we don't do the. We're not like a typical lender. It's it's pretty neat. A client never has to make a payment as long as they live in the home.
0: Because you get foreclosed on if you don't make your payments. That's right. And you now there's no payments discussed. So uh, so we don't foreclose on people. Okay. We do ask <laughs> that people keep their their property in good repair. Yeah. Um, they
3: have to keep their property taxes current. So that can include deferring after they've set up the chip. They can redefer their their property taxes if they, good to know they wish. Yeah. Um, and they have to keep the home insured. So fire insurance. That's pretty important. I, we we assume that most people have that already anyway, but yep. we do check up on that. Other than that, yeah, we don't worry about them making a payment. They they never have to. Clients can make payments if they want to. Um, I've had a grand total of about two clients over the last two and a half years who have who have decided to make in, uh, interest payments because it's really not the point of the program.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so so my thinking process is banks use monthly mortgage payments to reinvest in, and and uh, to to reinvest in their um, in the bank, right? Yeah. Now, in the case like this, because there are no monthly payments, um, it's oh, it's quite the arrangement,
3: isn't it now? <laughs> I suppose it's somewhat uh, delayed gratification for us in terms of getting our money because back. Because you know that you investment. will get
0: the money when the house sells right. or when That's yeah. right. And because of our like I said before our
3: very conservative lending practices, you know, we're we're not really concerned that the the loan to value of the because obviously it's a uh, an increasing balance on a mortgage. Versus a decreasing balance with a
0: regular mortgage. Yeah, because the balance would be increasing because you've got the the interest rates, the mm-hmm. what, kind of what would be the payments, right? Yeah. 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 And again, because we're we're so conservative, um,
3: it, it actually plays really well into one of the main concerns that we hear from from our clients uh, is that if I'm not making payments on this mortgage, what's going to happen? What, what what will happen to my equity? Um, and it's true with our with our uh, experience is that over 99 and percent of clients, and that's actually a real number. Um, have had more equity when they've paid us back uh, down the road mm-hmm. than they than they do at the point of setting up. Well, I mortgage. would think
0: that for the program, a marketplace like Victoria or Vancouver or Toronto, pretty safe bets when when it comes yeah. to that, right?
3: Yeah, and uh, you know it's an easy argument to make when we're seeing eight to ten percent uh, real estate gains year over year consistently. Yeah. Um, but you know overall, if we look at you know a, a reasonable number of four or five percent, uh, clients can confidently expect, expect that when, when they're finished with their home, they'll still have more equity than they started with.
0: We're here in the studio with Denise Webster, our mortgage broker and show sponsor from Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, and Mark Phillips, business development manager with Home Equity Bank. What happens, Mark, if um, in the case of a couple, they've got the reverse mortgage in place, and if one of the spouses was to pass away, for instance? Right, that's a good question. Um, we we do our underwriting based on if if it's a couple based on
3: both of them and the the likelihood that you know one of them might not be in the house for a long time. Yeah. So essentially, if something happens to one of them, whether they have to move into a, a full time care facility or or if they pass on, uh, nothing happens. The mortgage remains in place um, as it would, and the surviving spouse is allowed to stay in the home for as long as they want to.
0: Because you know, there's always that perception that uh, if they go to a product like this, they don't own their home anymore. I hear that a lot as well. Yeah, yeah.
3: and I think that stems to uh, what happens with some companies south of the border. There, there are companies down there uh, that will actually trade title of your home for, a, you know, sort of an annuity. Yeah. And so as long as you stay in the home, you get a guaranteed monthly cash flow. We're not like that again because we're a Schedule One bank, and and the regulations that that, that we have to adhere to. Uh, even if we thought that was good pr- business practice, I don't think they'd let us. Yeah. So it's just a mortgage.
0: You know, it's so interesting because I, I've had people over the course of the past couple of years that have called me up and said, you know, can you find me a buyer who will buy my house uh, and, so that I could stay in here? And I can stay in here ideally rent-free for the rest of my life, right? Uh, and I'm like, it's not going to work that way because no one's going to want to buy. But then again, this uh, financial instrument here is, is, a, is a viable a viable choice.
3: It's like living off the sale proceeds without selling your house. In advance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Something that you mentioned just before we came back on break, too, is you can also do this for purchases,
3: that's right. Yeah. Uh, because it is just, like I said, a regular mortgage, just like you would get from your bank uh, with a few key differences, obviously, in that there's no income qualification or stress test uh, and no payments are required. But we can do purchases. So as long as the client has a significant down payment um, and they're got they to have that equity, they still have, they to, still have, have to have some 45 percent or
0: whatever right. it is. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. But in a lot of cases, people are uh, could be moving to Victoria and they've sold a home, a home somewhere else. Uh, or they might be uh, you know, downsizing, that sort of thing, we can actually take a CHIP mortgage and, and do a purchase with that. Uh, and then that way, any cash that they may have from the sale proceeds of their old home can actually be used for investment, living, gifting, that sort of thing. That
0: bucket listing, Right,
3: and then they just yeah. get rid of having a mortgage payment.
0: Wow. All right, so uh, again, going back to the process, if anyone is interested in looking into uh, a reverse mortgage, uh, Denise is the person to call.
2: So you can reach me at 250-889-4743 or my email, denise at denisewebster.com.
0: It is uh, it is such an interesting product, and like you said, uh, Mark, it's been around for a long time because it, it was like 1986 or something like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not something new, but but I do have to say, and I, and I'm sure some of the listeners will feel this as well too. Some people have kind of approached this with some um, uh, skepticism. Skepticism. Perhaps? Yeah. It's kind of like you know what is this? It's a witchcraft, right? <laughs> uh,
3: well, like I said before, I, and I hear this a lot. It does. It sounds too good to be true. And what are the catches? And really, as So we said you know rates are a little bit higher than than A products, but really we're we're typically not dealing with the clients who are qualifying for the A product because the debt servicing, the stress test becomes an issue. Um, no payments required, so obviously that's a a, a big positive of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it comes down to some of the the, the myths around um, some of the you know former lending practices of different companies in Canada. There used to be four reverse mortgage providers in Canada oh. before the big uh, two thousand and eight crash. Okay. Um, and uh, from my understanding, one of them just pulled out of the market. One of them went out of business. We we acquired one, and this is from my understanding. So don't quote me on this. Yeah. Um, and, and then we became a Schedule One bank in 2009, and that really, really changed the way things happened, um, the, the most significant of which is that it brought down the rates. The rates used to be much higher, yes. uh, and if you had a higher rate on a, on a mortgage that was increasing in value, um, that, that could get a
0: little bit scary. Well, and this is what I've learned today in talking with you, is, is the fact that you guys are a Schedule one bank now. And it did surprise me about the rates. Because I, I remember, I think, I, I think we had a client maybe about 15 years ago uh, um, uh, going with a product. And it was quite a bit higher, so things have changed. Things have definitely changed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, turnaround time for an application, uh, I guess, probably would be the same as uh, a regular mortgage application, right? Typically. They can be done quickly. They typically are done slowly. Um, again, we're dealing
3: with seniors here, and uh, we don't like rushing them yeah. We take our time. So usually it's a, just a few weeks. I an,
2: sorry. I think another thing to uh, note is that quite often we want the family to be involved. Yes. You know, if there are children um, that are, are you know, got their eyes on their parents and making sure, you know, they're making the right decisions, it gives them time to sit down and talk to their families and, and maybe have a meeting with me involved as well or Mark so that everybody in the family knows what the parents are
0: Now, the reason why you're bringing that up is because, and I've seen this before too, mm-hmm. where when a senior either... Passes away or sells their house, there have been cases where the kids are upset about the fact they that they didn't know about. They it. didn't know that they've that um, they've uh, taken a loan out against their equity. Right. So uh, kids would have expect. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have this windfall, and then it may not be there. Right. So, but then again, there are also families that are like, "Mom and Dad, you take your money, you spend it, you enjoy the Which rest is of what your we life." Hope. Yeah. 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 But but uh, having the uh, the family as part of that conversation is crucial.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why I'm just saying, you know, allow some time. Don't feel like this should be a rush transaction. Just take some time to really think it through and and work with your family, everybody involved, so that there aren't questions later down the road. Everybody knows what you were doing, and it's a great product. The best way that Mark summarized it, it is. It's you're living off your sale proceeds without selling your house. That's fantastic. It it is. That's just such a key component to this.
0: So, uh, Mark, uh, Home Equity Bank's uh, website is?
3: Um, you could go to... uh, You know what? Denise has a link on her website. That would be a great place to go. Even better. Denise, your
0: website, your link is...
2: Uh, well, my website's just denisewebster.ca, uh, www.denisewebster.ca, and um, even start with an email with me, and we can just start the conversation. So denise at denisewebster.com.
0: So much more to talk about, but thank you guys both for coming, because like I said, this is a topic that comes up all the time. And to our listeners, if you have a question, get in touch with Denise. Denise and Mark can help you in this area. And thank you all for listening this week. I'll be here for you this time next week.